This is East Coast DNA. I'm your host, Darcy Walsh. And today's feature guest, uh, the artist known as Quinn, uh, Brittany McQuinn. Uh, thank you for uh, joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So you're a singer-songwriter based out of New Brunswick. Yes. Born and raised in the area? Yeah. Fredericton. I'm a Fredericton human for sure. Uh, yeah. I've been here my whole life. Now, I did notice some of your online content. You uh, create some similar content of your own. I know that you have some like vlog posts on your YouTube channel and I've you have the Quinn Creates out there as well as part yeah. of your handle. Yeah. So going back to uh, maybe not necessarily childhood, but your upbringing, I did see in uh, researching you and reading over some of your bios and some previous interviews, it's a little atypical of our guests on the show. Uh, typically, about 90% of the artists that are on will say that they grew up in a musical household and uh, it's something that was always around them, but you were not so much that case. I no. Video games and film? Yeah, so uh, I would say I, I kind of have this like hodgepodge kind of... <laughs> I don't know, situation where um, my dad is a video producer and I grew up around that. He worked in a studio uh, until he went out on his own when mm -hmm. I was in university. And my mom uh, is a nurse and like a lover of music and she can put together like a little uh, like rhyme and usually it's something kind of silly and like just kind of make up a song. Um, and her father uh, was a singer. Um, he didn't do a ton with it, but I think that was just because of his, you know, life, uh, you know, he needed to work and whatnot, but he did a lot of uh, what he did do. He sang um, uh, with Hank Snow uh, for a little while cool. uh, as backup. So, yeah, so I have a little bit of a musical history there, but there's kind of a creative history um, on my dad's side, especially. So it's kind of like, I mixed, I had got, the, I got these bits from both my sides of the family and mixed them together. And that's why I am who I am, I guess. So <laughs> definitely a supportive environment as far as becoming a creator of your own. Yeah. Yeah. My dad would bring home cassette tapes uh, from his studio for me, just blank ones. And I had a Fisher Price recorder and I would just take it and I would record things on one tape. And then I would take that put it in a tape player, hit record and harmonize. And that's how I would layer the vocals together. So oh, I would fun. have, yeah. So I, I started kind of, I guess, recording music, producing music then. And fast forward to today, it sounds like kind of silly. It's like with a Fisher Price recorder, but you know, in between it was like, it was like that. And then I started playing with uh, my Mac, like the software on my Mac to try to make stuff as a teenager. And then now I'm using like the professional audio, digital audio uh, workspace software. And I'm able to finally like make my own stuff. I'm adding producer to the title of what I do. Yay. <laughs> and so nowadays, yeah. are you producing your own material then? Like with your, your latest single, like, is this stuff yeah. that you're doing yourself? That's Yeah, that's I cool. made it. I made it myself right here in this little musical space that I have in my house. Um, yeah, it was it was time I think for me to um to do that and I was 
really excited to like try it. And I was just having so much fun doing it and kind of decompressing from a day, just coming in here and um, working on it. So yeah. And I got help from friends, uh, producer friends to help me with it. And uh, my friend, Nick Fowler mixed and mixed and mastered it. Um, so that was super helpful because I just wanted it to be of like streaming quality. I didn't want to, I mm-hmm. wanted to make sure everything was balanced and I'm just so new that I was like, okay, I'm going to get a little bit of help. Yeah, <laughs> it's, Eventually it's I'll be able to do it myself. I think. But Yeah. I, I, I always do this when I'm talking to artists too, is that there's some relationship to what I do and what you guys do that I can kind of see some parallels and, it is important to know when to ask for help, but you always end up learning how to do it eventually anyway. So it's, yes. it, it's a, it's a different era than uh, splicing cassettes and overdubbing that way. But <laughs> yes, the, the technology is there. It still requires a lot of effort and a learning curve, but uh, it's definitely yeah. more accessible these days. So it's great to see artists that are able to do it themselves. Yeah. Yeah. With- it feels very liberating to be able to do it myself. And I'm just going to fix my microphone because it is 100% falling down. I need like extra muscle to. I I, I have a couple extra stands here that I uh, definitely (laughs) don't use because of that. Yep. Right. Uh, Upgrades are uh, just for stability mostly. Yeah, exactly. All right. So I'm going to, we're going to just adjust it so we don't have any more problems. And let me know if the audio quality has decreased too much, but I think. Oh yeah, no, it's perfect. Okay. Good. We shouldn't have any more issues. Yeah, no, no problem at all. So you started releasing your own material in 2015. Is that when you had your first well, album release? Yes. So I put out a single in 2010. Mm-hmm. And then there was this five-year gap where um, I didn't put, I don't think I put anything out. And then I was like, you know what? I just have to finish this album I've been working on since 2010. And I just finished it and put it out. And that was my first, my first album. Yeah. And now I found the album, actually, the only album that I've done. So. And that's Basement to Rooftops? Yeah. So I did find that on SoundCloud. Is it available in other streaming services or? I've taken it off of most places yep. because it's so different from what I'm doing now. That's but, what I was going to get to, yeah. It's around, yeah. Yeah. So what is, do you, like, I know... In between, you had a duo project. It was more of electronic music sound. And now that you're back doing solo stuff, I definitely see where some of that sound carries over, but it's still yet its own thing, but completely different from what you did beforehand too. So what do you find the biggest difference? I mean, we're looking at, I I hate to say, that's almost a 10-year period, but it's, it's eight years. So what do you find is the biggest difference besides being able to produce yourself in the way that you create a song? Uh, I think the biggest difference now is that when I get an idea, I am taking it to the finish line mostly by myself mm-hmm. um at least to like 75 80 percent rather than before 10 years ago when I first started recording music it was I have an idea I'm going to record a demo on my phone and then show it to a producer and then hope that they can help me get 
what I have in my head out there. And there was always a compromise because um, if you have like a specific vision for a song, Mm -hmm. it would be challenging to kind of accept that it was like, it's not going to happen because I can't explain what I'm wanting. I don't know how to do it myself. And I want the music to get out there. So I'm just, we're going to go with this version. Um, and that happened a lot, not all the time. I didn't always have like a vision for a song, sure. Um, but when it did, that was always a little bit, um, hard. And I think the biggest difference now is that I'm, uh, I'm not going through like the filter of a different producer's brain and hoping for the best. I think now it's kind of like, I'm a lot more like self-sufficient and that has been a journey that has had like roots in like just a not just the creative kind of growth but also in my personal journey of like understanding that I don't need to rely on someone else to help me to do the things that I love I can you know do those things myself and bring people in as needed so that was Mm -hmm. kind of like a a much deeper level what was going on I think so yeah and before we get too far away from producers that you work from i do know from watching some of the content that you have out there uh there's some kind of relation with uh adam warren or wants as he's probably more known on in these circles yeah so did is did you collaborate with adam in the past aside from performing with him or just know him through the scene Yes, we're just music buddies. So uh, yeah, I just jumped on stage with him uh, in, I think, February. He had a show locally in Fredericton and it mm-hmm. was featuring um, a female artist and he wanted to have like another female voice on uh, stage. So I jumped in just to kind of say hi and get out get out of the house and do something in the middle of winter. <laughs> so, yeah, he did bring a yeah. similar show to uh, Neglasco actually. Um, yeah, a few different artists that he had up, but it was the same, same type concept. So I was excited to see that he was doing it in different regions with different artists as well. It's pretty oh, yeah. Exciting. He's big on having like a lot of different um, people up on stage with him. And I think that's kind of fun because you you never yeah. know exactly what you're going to get when you go to a launch show, right? So Yeah, it always looks like the party's actually on the stage instead of on the floor. So Yeah, you know what? I would say that's true. And that vibe carries through the room even if it's a small show or something like it was in february because it's just dead of winter it's hard right but yeah um but yeah it was like all right this is fun (laughs) you know uh yeah it was great so when you perform your own songs are you performing solo on stage or do you bring some people up with you to do some instrumentation um so that's something i thought about a lot during the pandemic when mm-hmm. I was deciding to go solo, I was like, okay, I don't want to be alone up there as much as possible, at least not right now, because I really want to be able to focus on singing and performing the songs and not learning the technology and stressing out about if it doesn't mm-hmm. work and just trying to take it step by step. I think down the road, I'm going to do that um, sometimes, but right now it's, I'm like my ideal show is a show where I have me, I have a dancer here and a dancer here, and then I've got a DJ right back here doing their thing, kind of running the music side of things and mm-hmm. adding a little bit of flair here and there. Um, and that's the show that I've been able to bring to a few different places now. And 
I love it. It's super, super fun. And I'm dancing some now. So that's new. And yeah. We just had uh, April Eileen on an episode. I think she has that down packed. If if you haven't seen her before, perhaps you have because you guys are both oh, yeah. New Brunswick based. So yeah, she's yeah, yeah. Uh, she's up there dancing while she's playing and singing. It's quite impressive. It is. Yeah, I've seen her. I saw um I saw that show. I think the one you're talking about, like where she's dancing and moving while she's mm-hmm. performing at uh, ECMA's last year. Uh, so it was cool. Yeah. So your new single just came out, but in the last year or so, like through, like you said, you started releasing some of your own material, but you had a lot of singles come out over the last two years, maybe like in 2022, I know that you had quite a few, they're spaced out. So you obviously have some type of strategy on how you're releasing that material. Yes and no. Uh, in part, it's so spaced out because I had a baby in the middle of all that. Oh, congratulations. Uh, Well, thank you. Um, and yeah, I didn't ever want to stop making music, um, but also spaced out because I have been kind of figuring out how I want to kind of flow as Quinn. Now, I don't plan on shifting gears again. I mm-hmm. think this is kind of where I'm landing. So I might put up different types of music under this name, but it'll mostly stay around this like song, I think, that I just put out. I think. Uh, And yeah. And so I've kind of been just sorting out what my sound is as well. But yeah, the baby aspect is like super. uh, It's really a factor. (laughs) Yeah. The single release plan, you know, because it's been so busy. He's a year and a half now, though. So it's getting a little easier. It's a little easier. It it takes a long time before it gets much easier than that. But yeah do you have any kids yeah i've got two myself yeah yes. one, one's all grown and the other one's a teen so i'm i, I have a little bit of experience you still got a journey in front of you but it, you're definitely able to do other things at the same time so yeah and i think this is kind of where i get my balance from um doing music and uh, I also am doing my master's in counseling to become a therapist and I'm going to merge those together, the music and therapy sides, but those doing music and doing my master's, it's like baby stuff. I don't know. As a parent, you probably understand. It's very like it, it takes so much energy and there's like a specific mindset almost that you're in as a parent. Yep. And it's so nice to kind of shift into a more just where your own cognitive development is <laughs> and yeah. focus on like your, your own goals and, and growth. Cause you know, I think it's healthy for him. It's healthy for me to have oh, absolutely separation individuation, I guess. So, yeah, yeah. but well, I don't get to do it a ton yet, but I will hopefully down the road. So. And now it's funny that you uh, mentioned schooling too, because I think you kind of do already relate those two fields your music Aww. career and now a couple of the singles that definitely stick out when you do a quick search because one you had some merchandising behind uh welcome to my life yeah i'm not looking at my notes so i hope i get everything right so yeah i did notice merchandising around that like you had a logo like with the in the hand sticker with your name on it and everything so i did see that stuff out there but then uh, congratulations had a little bit of a kind of a media boost behind it where you were promoting it with a backstory behind it when you released the music video as well. Yeah. 
So you were speaking once again, a little atypical because on our episodes, we definitely uh, have people that speak up as allies or as members of the different communities that we're celebrating this month as part of pride. But you had uh, focused specifically on a group that maybe isn't as referenced as often, or at least doesn't get the focus of some of the media attention. It's a more nuanced being pansexual. Yeah. So I first watched through the video. I didn't a hundred percent get the message. I kind of saw the vibe of what it was going for, but it was my first listen through. I was more so listening to the song. Yeah. And then after I, read up a little bit and saw the message and went back. I I really understood what you were showing, but what, uh, where did that come from? Is that something that's important to you as yeah. a topic specifically, or is it more so that you are looking out there for people to sort of say like, Hey, you're not alone despite the circumstance. Cause I do think that being in the field of study that you chose. Yeah your lyrics are probably going to gravitate towards that train of thought. Yeah. So is, is this a, it's, it's not necessarily a pride thing, but in your music, is it to find that thread with people like of something different or is it, these are just topics that matter to you? I think honestly, it just comes from, me kind of journeying along and wanting to be authentic mm-hmm. about myself and uh that was part of why I came out as pansexual I also don't mind the term bisexual mm-hmm. I use queer more than anything yes um, because it feels like it kind of encompasses the gender side as well and I find that the gender and sexuality stuff is all kind of it's all important to me and I've never really felt like super, super feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been kind of just liberating, just be like queer. And then I'm just like, okay, you know? Um, but yeah, I wanted to be um, authentic about, you know, who I was. And I, it, I guess I would just sort of write about my experiences, including like with congratulations, this feeling of like a lack of acceptance about, who I am at my core in that way um, from my community that I grew up in, which is, you know, was, was really painful. I grew up in like a pretty strict religious community that is not queer affirming. And so as I grew and changed, I eventually left religion altogether um, to be comfortable in my own skin and to help with the feeling of shame and everything because those messages were being reinforced the shame messages in my head Mm -hmm. so i wanted to uh just i don't know it just felt like i i don't even know if i wanted to i kind of felt like i had to like as an artist um just to be real with people and i wanted to be able to sing in an honest way Mm -hmm. and that's a big part of why i had to leave that scene I was in because I was always writing these songs that I was like oh I don't know if I can sing that here yeah I, I kind of get it uh, being yeah. from a small town myself I mean looking back it probably was worse than I realized for some people yeah. but 
I will, in an optimistic side, when I'm done with this interview, I'm actually heading to a Pride event. Five minutes from my apartment. So obviously times have changed a little for the better. Yeah. Uh, it's heading in the right direction. Yeah. And now with your newest single, that one almost, I, I did write down at first as a note to myself to ask you about it, that it kind of plays like an apology. But then when I really listen to the lyrics, it's more like an admission than an apology it's both i'm glad I, you caught that yeah it's, like it's if you if, yeah. if you were my ex reading that to me as a letter yeah it would sound like an apology until i hung up the phone and then i'd be like wait she didn't really apologize to me there <laughs> so so yeah where uh where does the meaning behind that song come from and was that one a hard one to write oh I, my I, God. that's another atypical thing people don't usually get into that mindset of i did something to you yeah yes it was hard to write it took me like three years to mm -hmm. get into that mindset and what you're hearing is I would say it is an apology and it's, it's kind of like a two truths sort of um, okay. mindset that I'm speaking from. And that's because of therapy. That's why, <laughs> that's how I under can understand that it's there's gold. The two... longer you're on this earth, the more required therapy is. If anyone out awesome. there thinks it's not required, you probably need it. It's true. Um, yes. But yeah, I learned that that was a huge part of my, journey was recognizing that it's actually about a friendship breakup not a relationship oh, yeah um, but the friendship was so incredibly close that mm -hmm. and it was long it was eight years long um before it wrapped up and I had kind of for the longest time I was fixating on what what she had done and what she hadn't done and then anytime I would think about what I had done I was like so I felt terrible. And I was like, what about what I've done? I didn't even know how to hold space for my own issues because I was just like, but what about what she did do or didn't do? Yeah. And kind of like, couldn't, I was trying not to ex like feel everything because it was so painful. And I think time just helped me to understand and, and therapy helped me to understand that like, it is true that I was a bad friend to her. And it's also true that I was the best friend that I could have been at the time, which was really hard to understand because I was like, but she, but she's not happy with me, but I did my absolute best. How could this happen at the same time? And it was like, it did. It, it doesn't matter how it just happened that way. And so I think what's cool is that I would never go about a friendship the same way that mm -hmm. I did I'm not gonna like because I chose to learn from it I'm not gonna carry those dysfunctional patterns forward at least I'm gonna try not to actively and I think that it, that I've just sort of like accepted that that this is I don't know that the name the goddamn truth the idea is that like it's kind of cursed from the universe in in a way it's like we were not meant to be friends we had an end date we just didn't know it where mm -hmm. her growth and my growth kind of met a point where it was like we are just we gotta go and it's gonna hurt because i'm yeah. not gonna mix with you anymore you're not gonna mix with me anymore and we're probably 
gonna have a lot of pain and we did so anyway sad but that song took me a while to write <laughs> I, I could and, see that congratulations yeah. to your therapist for helping you get to that point too <laughs> and they, they deserve almost like a co-write or something in there I you know what I gotta send her the song I'll tell yeah. her that yeah I'll have to send her this but yes she's uh, she's been pretty great she's been pretty awesome. helpful with all that so and yeah. so you're right in the middle like you just released this single yeah. So you're right in the middle of pushing that out there. There's content already available, but for people that want to follow you going forward, I, I don't know, is there any performances coming up in the near future around the Maritimes? Yeah, just Fredericton right now. Um, mm -hmm. I'm kind of picking very specific shows right now because I have a one and a half year old. Yeah. Not, not doing a ton, but I am. I am doing them. I've got one coming up here in Fredericton on July 1st in the tannery downtown. Um, that's happening. But aside from that, there's nothing officially booked in the future right now, but there, there will be. I'm just not, there's nothing to report as of right now. So, so most importantly then, I, I had mentioned a little bit of it already, but for people that want to follow you online and keep up to date and see if there's any new shows or if you have any more singles coming out or more videos, I, I mentioned you have a YouTube channel. Yes. Yeah. So where do you send people most often? Is there one particular platform or are you actually able to keep up with? I do it myself on a few different platforms, but do you actually keep up with multiple platforms so people should be following you in multiple places? Uh, I, mostly I start with Instagram and I move from there. So I mostly update Instagram next is YouTube. I mm -hmm. also upload the same sort of stuff to TikTok. I'm not, I don't tend to scroll on TikTok a ton. Um, so I'm not as present there, but, mm -hmm. um, but I'd say kind of like Instagram is a starting point and then YouTube, because I'm making vlogs and stuff that are more um detailed for the people that are over there and the people that want to know and want more like a longer video we'll get mm -hmm. that here so yeah and then of course there's just like spotify and apple music and all that stuff if they want the music side so yeah. and for anyone that's not watching the video version quinn is q w i n n q w i n n yeah and you have a Discord channel, I have to ask. A lot of the platforms that we have, it'd be similar. We post a lot on Instagram. Facebook may have a little bit different. Our TikTok is usually regurgitation of something else or reuse of a clip. And then you don't get as much traction. Sometimes there's a nice little fire under a clip or two. Yeah. But you have a Discord channel. I'm curious. We do have one. It's yeah. not been maintained in a while. We, we've made some attempts. There's definitely a market out there for some people. And I know there's groups out there that live on Discord. So yeah. how has your experience been with that? Is, is there a following in there for Quinn? A, a little bit. And they're super patient and chill. They mm -hmm. they know that like I'm not on there a ton. Yeah. Um, but uh, every now and then I'll, I'll kind of pop in and we'll talk about something. There are people that are in my Discord that just chat with each other and send mm -hmm. Um, songs back and forth for feedback or post memes that I understand or don't understand sometimes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, it's so funny because uh, I don't use it as much as I thought I would. I first launched it uh, when I had the single with um, Fowler and Slow Palace that came out on Monster Cat. And Monster Cat has uh, is a label that has a huge following as a label. 
and they're huge on discord so i was like well Well, i need to show up here and then i was like man i don't feel so good and then i was like i don't feel good and it's been weeks and then i found out it was pregnant and then i was hardly on my Uh... computer (laughs) so discord was like has been sort of chilling ever since then but it's it's there it's there (laughs) <laughs> I, I do have a question that I kind of missed in the the sequence of events, I guess. But I'm curious now that I have more information, how it falls in the timeline of you becoming a mom. You had your song also picked up for some sync licensing. Yes. Yeah, I had a Netflix placement this year. Yeah, on Jenny in Georgia, which was their number one show for weeks in Canada yeah. and I think the U.S few countries around the world yeah that was insane it was uh so the timeline for that was I got an email in May of last year and my son was six months old Mm -hmm. and so I was just in the middle of six month old life and doing those sorts of things and I just checked my phone while I was playing with them and it was like I was like yeah well I wonder if this is a real email you know yeah (laughs) yeah yeah I can see that it's a real email yeah yeah, and I was like, okay, cool. Um, so we just kind of went through the followed through, you know, the steps and um, you know, nothing's done until it's done, right? So I didn't um really get excited until like a few weeks before when it was like, Yeah, it's the show's been sent to Netflix and your song is on it. And it was like, Oh, okay. Um and then I got really excited after everybody heard it and they were excited, you know, like feed off of people's excitement. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it gave me like a broader reach than I've ever had. Um, I'm hoping to continue to like build on those audiences that I've been able to connect with um, around the world through YouTube, through Instagram, of course, but also would love to like fly over and do some shows. Oh, different absolutely. Places. So yeah, we'll see. Baby's got to be. A little bit older at yeah. least be able to go on a plane or be chill without me for like at least a week and i'm we're not there we're not there yet <laughs> I, I haven't been to like a high number of events but for like festivals and stuff i do occasionally see some children around it, it depends on the child but uh it's it's doable there's, yeah it depends there's on options. the kid depends on the venue like he was mm-hmm. at paddle fest he saw my show at paddle fest that was so cool because like he was like hey i know you and I was like, hey, you hear me practice these songs. But I didn't actually say that, of course. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. but we had this moment, you know. Um, but yeah, Paddle Fest is like kind of known for being kid friendly. And that's in St. Andrews, New Brunswick. So you see, great, that's a, great the other advantage of being from smaller communities is there's always those music festivals around that are family oriented as far as yeah. the people that are being brought in and the people that are attending always seem to be able to have those options to bring kids along especially when there's nice summer weather like we have today so yeah definitely looking forward to a lot more of those this summer as uh, we start heading out hopefully uh, we get a chance to uh, see some more performances pop up from you as the summer rolls on too yeah i would love to do some more we'll see i'm just kind of pottering away at um, getting some new songs together and um, mom stuff and school stuff, but I'll be graduated this time next year. So that'll shift things a little bit. So. Well, great. A lot to look forward to. I think we're now, as we uh, end the episode, we'll play off with the goddamn truth. 
Awesome. So uh, thank you for your time and everyone enjoy the new single and go out there, find Quinn online and follow those accounts so uh, we can all keep up to date with what's happening over the next few months and into next year as she graduates and uh, refocuses the career. Yeah. And feel free to reach out to me and say hi and be like, oh, I heard you on this podcast. And I'll be like, hey, what's up? It'll oh, definitely. Anybody <laughs> hearing that message, it, it it's definitely encouraged to reach out to people. Everyone that uh, is on this podcast loves to hear feedback from the fans for sure. Yeah. You can't be here after what I put you through.